Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Hey. Wait, I was silencing my phone. How dare you? Okay. You should do that before you walk into the studio. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jake Miller, everybody. All right, all right. Hello. Look at you. Oh, I love being here. Every time I see so you, comfortable. I, f- I feel like you get more and more handsome. Oh, thank you. Wow. Aging like wine. <laughs> Thank you. Do you ever look in the mirror and go, wow, I am so blessed? <laughs> no, I don't. But thank you. I appreciate it. Liar. Listen, no, I don't think that. <laughs> Have you ever once scrolled through your own Instagram and did like a double take at the way you looked in a photo? No, Zach. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand how the other half lives. No, I'm very used to looking how I look. I, I never think that I'm oh. good looking. I just think that I am who I am. No, but... Real talk, though. Is there insecurities or any sort of real downside to being a beautiful person <laughs> on the outside? To being aesthetically well put together? Yeah. Um, are there any downsides of being good looking? That's yes. just setting me up for failure. No, no, no. But, but come on. Um, the mental side, you got to keep the perfect going. I never think about it like that. I never think about like, oh, wow, like that must be. I must be being treated like that because I'm good looking. Like it's it's never like that. I, no, <laughs> no, that's just a completely different realm of thinking. But you are okay with working out really hard and then taking your shirt off and showing yeah. I off. mean, I'm proud of what I you know of what I work on in the gym. I don't want to be the only one that sees me with a shirt off. I don't work that hard, so I'm the only one that sees it. But I go to the gym more just to feel good, not to not for the Instagram. Obviously, I mean, I start my day off working out, and I just get a great start on the day, and I just feel amazing Danny, the whole time. Danny Z over here is working out five a.m. Are you really? five a.m. every morning? Really? Yeah. Wow. Why you, so early? Uh, I used to be a here. nighttime guy, but then I decided to be a morning guy. Where? Uh, twenty-four hour fitness. Wow. Everyone can come meet me there. <laughs> 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. All right. But no. I did want to ask, have you started doing leg day? You still skipping that? I have started, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen progress? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, every time I see you, too, your arms, I feel like they keep getting, your biceps keep getting bigger and bigger. Thank you. you I keep working out. Probably, the, like, the size of a human head. No, not that big. I don't know. <laughs> you mentioned you didn't want to be the only person who saw you with a shirt off. Based on listening to this EP... You're either talking to many people mm-hmm. who have probably seen you with your shirt off, or you're talking to one person. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's uh huh. Which I see where you're going with this? Which I definitely think it's the latter one. Honestly, people would probably not believe me, but as a songwriter, I don't write about one person. Like obviously, I I've been through things and I can pull from experiences. But I never sit. I never sit down and say, "Okay, I'm going to write a song about this person." And when she hears it, she's going to know. It's never like that. It's like if a if a director was to sit down and write a movie script, he's not writing about his life. He's just creating a story for somebody to to watch and relate to. And so sometimes, oftentimes, I'll I'll sit down and I'll write a song, and I'm not going through it, but I could still relate to it. Um, and and it's just something that you know I know somebody else in the world is is going through and can relate to it. So m- most of my songs are not about a person, even though. They, I obviously can relate to the situation. But the title of the EP is based on a true story. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Is that I mean, an they're oxymoron? All, no, I mean, they're all based on true experiences and past relationships. But I mean, at this point, I've been in many relationships and I'm pulling from a lot of different relationships. And okay. I'm writing stories about just what I've experienced over the last few years. You know, breakups, 
long breakups, short breakups, one night stands, just everything. I'm just trying to kind of bottle it in. I have no idea what I want in life when it comes to my personal life. When it comes to my career, I know exactly what I want, how to get it, what kind of music I want to make. When it comes to like my love life, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing or what I want. But the two are kind of tied together. If you're gonna kind of, not really. If you're gonna be on this genuine artist path, yeah, where you're just gonna write all your own records and do it all yourself, you need to live life to For gather sure. inspiration. For sure, to and all the music tool. is very genuine. That's why if you listen to this EP. Every song is very different. One is very Bruno Mars upbeat. One is a ballad and really sad. One is upbeat. One is sad. And it's like, that's kind of like what my life is because every day, personally, people don't really get to see that side of my life outside of music where, you know, I'm I'm dealing with other things that I just don't want to tell the world about, which is like past relationships or current relationships or just, you know, things like that. And so some days are really happy. Some days are kind of sad. Some days I'm loving life. Some days I'm, you know kind of not so stoked on it and so that's what this ep kind of is about and that's kind of just what my music is about in general like i'm I'm a human being just like everybody else i have ups and downs i have great days and not bad days skinny dip yeah when i listen to it i go sounds like regrets right like not realizing how good moments were yeah with the person you were with or kind of just in general in life yeah and then you, you don't realize how good they were until they're gone that song is honestly less about a relationship and more just about the thought of growing up. And, like, yeah. I love writing about, like, nostalgia and just, like, I've, I've written songs like Palm Boulevard, Back to the Start, where it's, I, I just, that's my favorite theme to write about. Like, for some reason, it makes me, like, really happy and really sad at the same time. And I think that that's kind of what music is supposed to do. And it just makes me really emotional and makes me think. So Skinny Dip is really just about, you know, reminiscing on those old good old days 15 years old not really knowing what you're doing not really having a care in the world and um, just kind of wishing I, I knew what I had back then and kind of soaking it in a little bit more because we all want to grow up when we're young and then we grow up and we're like damn what, what happened yeah why is that you said it's a favorite song you've ever written right yeah why is that I think lyrically and just production wise and just the feel of it it just feels really it just feels real I don't know I mean um, I, I get the chills listening to it. That doesn't really happen too often with my own music. But, like, just, like, envisioning myself perform it live, I get the chills. I don't know why, because I just feel like it's a song that everybody can relate to, whether it's a past relationship, whether it's, damn, my childhood went way too quick. You know, like, everybody can relate to it, and it's just a, a song that I think really makes me feel emotional. What's the hardest part about growing up? Um, I think realizing that um, a lot of your friends are kind of getting weed it out and you have less and less friends over the years but they're solid friends if you do it right but you don't yeah, Scott over there but you don't have too many i feel like that's a pretty crazy thing about growing up like in high school middle school you have all these friends you just feel like well, this is awesome i got a new car i got a hundred friends not me. go to parties what a life <laughs> now it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> now it's like yeah you know you grow up and you realize that damn i'm looking around i only have like six really solid friends but that's okay i mean if they're quality friends mm-hmm but that's a weird part about growing up, I think. But you got to do it right. That's like, sure. crucial. I'd rather have quality friends than quantity. It's quality over quantity. For sure. Any day of the week. For sure. 100%. You got a winner with Scooter. I'm not going to lie. I know that. Like it's. I know that. Yeah, dude. That's is, my best friend in the whole world. Yeah, like a little too loyal yeah. over there. He's just passed out on the love sack behind him. <laughs> he deserves it. That and many pasta dinners. For sure. He's uh, You're representing New Jersey very well, Scooter. Thank you. Uh Nike's yeah. also a record on this EP. Is mm-hmm. it hard to clear Nike's? Like, what are the legalities oh, involved with doing that? 
So at first, you know, I made the whole song. We I sent it to Sony Red. Everyone was like, cool. It's a good song. It's not kind of, you know, talking bad about Nike. So right. it won't be a problem. And then right before we were going to put the EP out, which there's a picture of a Nike on the EP. Oh, my God. Clearance, baby. You were like, all right, maybe to avoid. We didn't get we didn't get any backlash from them, but we thought, what happens if we do down the road and the, the song is 10 times platinum and they're coming after me? So we're like, let's blow the swoosh. So if you look at the album cover now no on swoosh. Spotify and iTunes, there's no swoosh. Ooh, did I but, miss that? Did that hurt you a little bit? You honestly, love Nikes more than anyone else I've ever met. <laughs> that's not true. I mean, I don't know, dude. I like you Nike a lot, but support them. I do. I do like Nikes. Every time like I see you posting about a shoe. Well, it's also because, you know, the song is out. And, but I do like them. I mean, oh. it's a very authentic thing. But, you know, I'm wearing them every day now because, you know, the song. Yeah, of course. But you've tried on some pretty cool pairs of shoes, haven't you? I have. I got some. I got a weird style for shoes, honestly. How many pairs do you have? I don't know how many. I don't think too many more than, like, the normal person. But my shoes are, like, weird styles, like neon pink and blue. I just got it. Cool running shoe. Yeah. Look at you. I like to get like shoes that you don't see very often. Fashion forward. I guess. uh, (laughs) Me and my plain gray t-shirt. Is Nike's based on a true story? Yeah. I definitely had a pair of shoes in my closet from an ex. Didn't know what to do with them. Didn't know whether to kind of keep holding on to them. If I should throw them out. If I should, you know. So I wrote a song about it. Were they actually Nike's? They were. They were little white running shoes. Did you buy them for her? Did she get them on her own? They were just hers. Oh. Okay, so where are the <laughs> Nikes today? I think I threw them out. I don't know. I really don't remember. <laughs> was, it, was, it was honestly years ago, but um, I just wrote the song this year. Was it hard to throw them out? I don't remember. I don't, she might have them, to be honest. I don't remember. But you, that's a record, too, that you, you mentioned regret almost, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is I, that- think, um, I think it's hard because it's like you look you obviously know that i was in a long relationship which is what we're talking about that's when the first and, time i met you yeah but this was also years ago so it's like i try to move on from talking about it even though i understand after writing so many songs people are like is it about her is it blah 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 have you not moved on yet and it's like there's no regrets in my life i absolutely have no regrets in terms of anything in terms of anything i don't believe in regrets but you know it, it does make me sad to like look back on past relationships and and past experiences and just be like damn like that was a really good time and it's and it's gone now and it's and it's moving on so i like to kind of just pull from that and you know sometimes i like to torture myself and like listen to sad songs in the car while i'm driving and like get sad and like feel like i don't know why i do it good but like i just connect with sad songs more and so i just write them more and um i understand that i'm kind of bringing it upon myself for people to keep asking the question yeah, like but that's an artist yeah i mean i'm just i'm just making music man that's that's all i can do i just make music that makes me feel better it's really therapeutic for me sometimes some days i'm not feeling good about myself and and writing a song a song about that just takes me out of the real world for a few hours and i, I just feel good i don't know so i just do it for me i don't do it for other people or for them to you know Presume thing, assume things. It's, it's just for me. Zach Sang Show. Hey, beautiful human. I'm really sorry for the interruption, but there are three things that every homeowner wants their home to be smart, safer, and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert has you covered with all three? First, meet your family's new best friend, the One Link Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa's in there too. It's all in one, it's super sleek, it's built with first alert safety technology, and it provides an immersive, great sound experience. The Safe and Sound, it elevates any home, but 
it does get better. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link Smart Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm. This thing works with the One Link Safe and Sound. The device is easy to install and it protects you against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or CO is detected in your home, don't worry, the smart alarm is going to notify you via exclusive voice and location technology. It's going to send a notification right to your smartphone. This is what you want if you own a home or even if you rent a home. Come on. Whether you're home or away, a smart home should always start with smart protection. And it's all by one link by First Alert. They're welcoming you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. Back to the interview. I'm sorry. Zach Sang Show. Are you writing records based on how you feel or is it like an escape from how you feel? Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it depends on the day. Depends on the day. I mean, you know, there's some days where, like nobody else, there's a song on on yeah. the EP, which is like a cool, upbeat, sexy dance song. And I literally had a session that day, and I'm like, guys, I've been writing too many sad songs recently. Please help me get out of this funk. Let's write an upbeat, happy song. So in that case, yeah, I was kind of writing to kind of escape how I was feeling that week maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the time I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just writing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't put too much thought into it. Honestly, I just feel the first thing that comes out of my head. And my mom tells me all the time, stop writing so many sad songs. Stop, stop making so many slow songs where it's like, what can you do? Like, this is, these, these are the songs that connected me. Like this, making these songs really honestly helped me feel better. So but maybe, forget everything else. But maybe it's helping you shut doors that you haven't shut before. For sure, maybe. Because, dude, like that record, Nikes, it, you there's a vibe there. Like you felt like you gave up too soon on something that could mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. bigger or better or sure. could have lasted longer. For sure. So, I mean. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's not regret. It's just wondering. It's just kind of just thinking what could have been, what how we could have done things differently. Like, but no regret. I don't, I don't regret anything in my life. Do you feel like the sad songs are connecting with the fans more? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think I think 2019 and just, you know, you got to make the music that connects with you. And mm. when you feel the music, everybody else will feel it. And so whether it's a happy song, whether it's a sad song, as long as you're being honest and as long as you're really pouring yourself into it. You hear so many songs on the radio and you're like, you know that they didn't write that song. That just sounds like it was just emailed to them and they cut the vocal and I was I was there a few years ago like I was going through that where I wasn't writing my own records and it was killing me because it wasn't connecting with me and so now it's like I promise myself no matter what kind of song I write upbeat slow whatever for the rest of my life I'm gonna I'm never gonna put a song out that I don't really truly feel in my heart because then other people won't feel it is that your gauge of professional happiness and maybe personal success being able to create music that is genuine to you? Yeah, for sure. That's all I have. I mean, at the end of the day, music is the only thing I do. It's the only thing I love. It's the only thing that I could sit in my room for 12 hours and forget to eat all three meals just because I'm so obsessed with it. And so, yeah, I mean, it's all, I have to be genuine. I have to be honest. It's like, it would, it would be going against what I stand for if I wasn't because the only, the only thing that I can do is, you know, I have such a big platform and I'm so blessed to have so many people listening to me. I've never thought I would have this many people listening to me and following me. And so it's like, I got to use it right. You know, whether it's in 2015, I was making anti-bullying songs, suicide awareness songs. Uh You know, I might not be doing that now, but I'm still writing songs straight from my heart about, you know, 
you know, helping people trying to go through a breakup. Or I have a song called What If You Fell In Love that kind of is like thinking that you have someone in your back pocket, but then realizing that they might move on. And so maybe that song might give someone the courage to tell someone that they love that they love them. And so maybe my music can just help people like that. There's, to that point, right, is that, does it matter if those genuine records spend 27 weeks at number one? For sure not. No, not at all. John Bellion taught me that. Well, John Bellion taught me that he, I mean, he obviously has different goals. You John know, Bellion he, loves himself a Grammy. Yeah, I love John true. Bellion. I'll love him until the cows come home and his album changed my life forever. For sure. But I've watched that man rant about Grammys. Time He's got time Grammys. Again. He's got Grammys, but... I love how he makes the records that he wants to make, eight-minute-long songs that yeah, just clearly do not do not belong at radio, and he doesn't care. because And they connect with it's people because art. they're amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, I think he has a little different of a stance when it comes to music. I think he wants to make beautiful music and then kind of disappear and, like, not be famous, and that's super cool of him. Like, I like that, but I, I want to be selling out arenas. I want to be, you know, I want to be everywhere. I, w- I want my music to take me everywhere. And so, but I do learn from him, like, you know, you you just got to be honest and you just got to make what resonates with you, even if it doesn't belong on radio or if it doesn't sound like a radio pop song, you know what I mean? Because eventually it will find its way. For sure. If it's true. Maybe not to the radio, but to people's hearts and to people's ears. People will be listening to it. People will share it with their friends. People will, you know, make memories to these songs that will, that they'll always remember and they'll always kind of attach themselves to these songs and be like, oh, I remember that. John Bellion song, that Jake Miller song in middle school, like when I first had the courage to ask that girl to go on a date. Like, that's what music is all about. Man. I, I, dude, human condition for John Bellion for me. The best. When the I best. say change the way I listen to music, change sure. the way I live my life, change. I and lear- of God. And I, the outro. Dude, <laughs> I learned things about myself from that album that I didn't even necessarily know, but through self reflection from listening yeah. during and after, really. That's the power of music. Yes. That's beautiful. That's like the best thing ever. Like John would be so happy to hear you say that because and like I hope that my music does that for other people because like look how cool like this job is. Like I get to make music from my heart and then positively affect other people's lives and experiences and their memories. Like it's I'm so blessed to just like be doing what I do. I I never take it for granted. And and by the way, the one thing that like when I first met you, when you were selling out Best Buy mm-hmm. Theater in New York, I don't even know if it's called Best Buy Theater anymore. I think it's PlayStation Theater now. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We're so old. Um, <laughs> when I first met you then, dude, you were selling out that theater. And th- those records that you were putting out there were so honest and yeah. so reflective of so many people's reality. For sure. But it was true to you. Yeah. And then you had that moment in between. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily true to you. Yeah. I'll admit it. But, sure. like, look at you now. Back on top. Like, yeah. really, what, what what do those two phases of your career have in common where you were the oh, most man. successful? Would I say you were at your most successful when yeah. I met you the first time? For sure. And then while we're talking right now? Yeah, no, I've, I feel like right now I have, I feel the most momentum that I've felt in this entire journey. You know, things were a lot different back, you know, six years ago, seven years ago when I met, when we met. Um, you know, music was very different. You, know, you had security guards around. I had security. Well, the fans were a lot younger, so they yeah. were screaming and sprinting and trying to tackle me. Now they're like they're grown ups and like they they're, they're they, they treat me like friends, and it's really cool. Um, the whole vibe is different, but I I feel more momentum right now than I've ever felt, which is really cool because after eight years to still be here, and you know, a lot of artists would have given up. A lot of people would be like, "This is not for me," because I had a rough patch where I was like, "We, you know, I was with the wrong record label. I was with, you know, just." kind of poisonous people and they 
they they kind of made it not fun for a while and a lot of people would have given up but i went independent i learned how to do all these things i found sony red we have a top 40 single for the first time it's like this is (laughs) it's unreal like even after all this time we're still we're still here and it's just the beginning what's the biggest what's the biggest piece of knowledge that you got from the start of your journey to now or to the beginning of based on a true story that you really feel like you carry with you um i think the biggest lesson i've learned is that you need to have the right people around you um who just love and support you and every idea you have they take it and they run with it they don't shoot it down um just people who just love what you're doing trust you you know love listening to your music you know what i mean like and my whole label my my band my manager my parents my sister like they love my music and that just makes me feel so so happy like damn like that's amazing like that i could text my sister a song that i made last night and she's like this is my favorite song that i've ever heard like i'm gonna be listening to it on repeat that's so cool that i get to make the music that people you know listen to and and get happy to so um, i've learned that it's really important to just keep a really really great team around you it's motivating those those moments and having those types of people around you that really do support you yeah it's it's everything i think that's everything will these people be honest with you though and say nah jake it's not your best i don't know (laughs) i think a lot of the people are biased i think my family loves everything i do um, but like Scott, Scott will tell me like, man, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Which is, that's cool. I like I mean, that. You need that. I for sure need that. Yeah. And like, I think a lot of my fans will love anything I do. So I need, you know, people around me to be like, it's, it shouldn't come out. That's, that song <laughs> shouldn't come out. <laughs> Keep that's this one for you. <laughs> yeah. Needs more no, I appreciate work. that. I really, I really do. Well, I feel like you need somebody like that, especially someone like you, who's pretty much doing it all yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing everything myself anymore. No, you I got think red. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I have read, obviously, the label is has been outstanding. Like, I love everybody there. There's probably like 50 people that I've met, and they're all just like my best friends. Like, they're amazing. But um, in terms of like actually making the music, I kind of, the last two years, I proved to myself that I can make the music by myself, and I can write it and produce it, and I can mix it and master it. And that was like something that I needed to do for myself. But now I am working with other people. Like, I worked on, on this EP with a lot of other people. And a lot of the songs I didn't produce, Nikes I didn't produce, um, nobody else I didn't produce. And so I think it's important to have other people come in and kind of, you know, help me now and just kind of broaden the horizon of, of my music. Any nerves letting them no, in? No, because I trust these people. And I just, you know, nobody else I made with this group called Fly By Midnight, and I just love their music. And so I hit them up on Instagram, they came over, and I just knew that we were going to make a great song. You found them. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember. I think we kind of just followed each other, and we were kind of just talking on Instagram. But, but I like that, right? It's not like somebody saying you need to work with these no, no. people. It's never like that. I never get, you know, I never get. Hey, you need to get in the studio with these people. Not you know, anymore. We, not anymore. No, it's just I get in the studio with who I want to get in the studio with. So, like, I have a friend Charlie who came over, and we wrote and produced "Wait for oh, You." Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm doing it. I'm doing it a lot. A lot of it is on my own, and then a lot of it is with other people. So I definitely want to give other people who deserve it, the credit for, for helping with this project and for Sony Red for helping promote it and just do such a great job with, with Wait For You. Are they coming to your house? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. in the bedroom still? Mm-hmm. You guys haven't been to my house, right? No. Yeah, I mean, I've seen to tons come. of pictures and videos, yeah. It's great. It's it's a great vibe that I've created. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like a bedroom. It feels like a studio. The last stuff we were hearing from you, that was all done by you, right? Which one? Um, the last record. 2 a.m. Silver Last album. Yeah, Silver, Silver Lining. Lining yeah. That was basically me and my friend Gary. Yeah. Got that it. Was, that was like three people in the whole album. Um, there there are songs in this EP that I did completely by myself. Skinny Dip, I wrote oh, and cool. produced by myself. Um, Wait For You, I pretty much, you know, that was just me and Charlie. 
Um, and then What If You Fell In Love, the last song, I produced that by myself as well. So, you know. That's the one with the chorus? With the choir. The choir, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, so you produced and got that all together yourself? Mm -hmm. So we were in New Jersey um, filming the acoustic music video for Wait For You, and I had that choir singing on the Wait For You. And then before we left, I played them the song, What If You Fell In Love, which I had just finished like a week before. I'm like, would you guys want to jump back in the vocal booth real quick and just kind of mess around? And they went back in and... They blew me away. Like, I, I felt like John Bellion for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I really am going to have this on my record? Like, And I knew right away it had to be the last song. It had to be the outro because this guy, Warren, just did this crazy, powerful, like, solo singing thing at the end. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, how much my music will have evolved after having this song just because of them. So it's it's really cool that I get to work with such talented people. Yeah, you're setting the bar higher and higher and higher. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Cool I'm, I'm about to learn saxophone too. I was Yo, gonna ask, what? Who did that? My friend Fabian. Oh, I found him. Awesome. I found him. I'm like, I need you to play on this bridge. We don't have a bridge for this song. Nobody else. I need you to come and record it. Oh. He blew us away too. It was crazy. And like, he only did it in like a few takes, but we kept having him play just because we were having <laughs> so much fun watching him. So good. So good, dude. Yeah. He sounded sick. Sick. And oh. I've played saxophone on the piano before in same. other songs, and it's not the same. No. I want that live feel. I even have on Skinny Dip, I sent it to my drummer, Kevin, who you know, yeah. and he's playing live drums on Skinny Dip. So I just want my music to get bigger and better and feel more authentic and organic every time I put out yeah. a new project. And I really think I've achieved that with this project. I f*** with that. Thanks, bro. I like the combination. We can say of, f*** on here? I mean, well, they'll I mean, bleep no, it out. we're going to bleep it I out. With that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like the combination of the live instrument and the produce. Yeah. That's cool. cool. I actually thought the, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the saxophone was you because you seem oh, to, like, learn everything you want to learn and do it all yourself i have a saxophone it's just so loud and annoying if you don't know how to play it and i live with three people <laughs> so one bad note and everybody's like Jake, yeah. shut up <laughs> i can't do it i'm gonna have to wait until i live alone but yeah you, three people in that house while you're mixing this album yeah i mean i didn't mix it or master it either but you're making it so yeah. loud right uh yeah i mean i can do it in my headphones pretty much is that what kind of headphones you are I don't know. <laughs> no, I meant, you know, I was really surprised. Quinn92 is here, and he was telling us that he... Actually, I have those. Oh, these? Yeah. The those. ones you're wearing, too. Are they? Yeah. I have these. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder why these felt so familiar. Quinn was here telling us that he does his album wearing AirPods. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I... But he pro he can't mix it and master it on the AirPods. I don't know. No, maybe not. But he probably I, makes it and then sends it off to mixing. Maybe. That's pretty crazy, though. I think he said he doesn't... Didn't he say he did that because that's what a lot of people listen on? Yes. So if it sounds good in the AirPods, it will sound good. But you also people. pick something different up on those AirPods. I, I listen to a lot of stuff and I just compare it. And the other day I realized, I was like, whoa. A song that I listened to a thousand times in my car. Feels different. You pick up different nuances yeah. and different pieces of the sound. I feel that. I feel that sometimes when I listen, like, in my car, like, on big speakers. I'm like, oh, I never heard that instrument. You, I just lost my AirPods, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. They're also the hardest thing to keep track of. But I also heard that they're making Bluetooth charging ones, so I'm holding out for that. Oh, look at you. Or not Bluetooth, like, wireless charging. You lose it, and you use yeah, that no. as an excuse for an upgrade. <laughs> for sure. London Lights, is that a yeah. real story? No. No? I wish it was. You didn't meet a woman in a black dress? No, that was the only song where I'm like, uh, I know that people are going to roast me for calling it based on a true story. But that was honestly <laughs> just a song where um, it was the first song I made off this EP. And oh. I just knew, you know, I wanted to have like an upbeat Bruno Mars type song. Yeah, and it's a vibe. It's cool, right? Yeah. It's very cool. And um, I didn't produce that one either. Rob from The Stolen produced that. And I wrote it with this guy, JT. And it's just a really cool song. I, I want to shoot a music video there where I'm like flying through London, like literally flying like with a girl. 
it would be on a green screen probably. <laughs> but, oh, so you're not really going to do some Harry Potter magic over London? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You don't have probably that budget not. at your disposal? No. <laughs> Call me when you're rich enough to fly over London. You saw Harry Styles once, right? Remember there's a yeah, photo yeah. of him dangling from a freaking helicopter? Yeah. Or fake him, whatever We could literally shoot that in my garage, though. Like, we have a green screen in my garage. Same I live thing. with my video guy. Like, we could we could for sure shoot a video flying through London in my garage. Challenge yourself once again. I might. What song should we listen to off the CP to get to know you the best? To get to know me the best? Probably, hmm. I mean, wait for you... Wait for You has changed my life in the last few months. I just got to say that. I hear it on the radio every day. Man. My parents hear it numerous times a day, and they text me on throughout the day, on, on, on. And now that they know that I'm on the radio, they listen way more, so they hear it all the time. Um, I see the music video in the gym all the time. Um, Let's get them a ratings meter. That's that's definitely like, yeah, I know. That's definitely a song that's really changed my life in terms of, you know, a song that might not be as radio. Mm. I, I think Skinny Dip is the song that you would you should kind of listen to if you don't know Jake Miller, if you don't know who I am and what I'm about. And you want to get to know the real you, though. Yeah. I want to know and Wait For You is obviously real, too. That comes from a very real place. But, you know, that's that's a song that you listen to if you want to, you know, just have some fun. And, like, the the beat is really crazy. It's yeah. like, the beat is cool. Dude, it grew on me. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, eh. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it sounded like a collection of things that were familiar to me. Okay. But I like the way you brought it all together. I like that. That was different. Cool. You I feel like that a lot. You, I do. It, it's, it's a very dynamic song. It's like I'm mixing like 2019 sounds with like 80s drums and bass lines and the switch up hits and it's just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That high pitch vocal in there? Which one? Isn't there oh, like, like behind the vocal? Are yeah, you talking yeah, about yeah. the oh, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, the but is there one. a high, is it low pitch? Or, there was one. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's just my voice pitched 12. 12 uh, octaves up. Oh. Yeah. You didn't do that natural. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. The sign of a true artist is when they can yeah, really no, I'm sorry. morph their voice. You're right. You're totally right. Call me. You're right. You can figure that out. How you doing? I was convinced you were going to come in here and say, yep, it's all about the same girl. <laughs> like, I was convinced. Because it kind of makes sense if you look down and listen to the stories. I mean, I, I obviously, I could, I could see how everybody thinks that. Like, I'm giving, I'm giving everyone the reason to think that with the songs that I'm writing, but... They're, they're, most of them are not about anybody. It's just, I'm just writing songs. They just make me feel better to write them. Well, also, this album cover, there's a lot going on. Yeah. What does, why is there an engagement ring? So, What If You Fell In Love, that song is um, basically, I had a dream that you got engaged. I fell to my knees. I couldn't breathe. I was stuck in place. So, oh. there's, there's a whole marriage theme around that song. Have you really had a nightmare that your ex got engaged? No, but I mean, I think about it. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, my friends are getting engaged and I'm getting older and it's, you know, it's getting to the point where you don't date anybody if you're my age, if you don't, if you don't see potentially marrying them, you know, you're not messing around when you're 26 years old. I mean, it's obviously oh I'm still young, but it's like, you know, a, pre, 2019, like they're pressuring you, man. Like you feel like you got to get married by like 30 and I'm, I'm nowhere near there. I'm a 25 year old virgin. I'm going to start sweating profusely <laughs> right now. What? Are you really 25? Yeah. I didn't know I was older than you. What, how, did you think I was older? Yeah. Do I give off a more mature vibe? No, I thought you were like 27, 28, honestly. Well, I know I dress like a freaking grandfather, but <laughs> I'm not that old. But yeah. Um, Any, anyways. Well, you really feel marriage pressure. Do you- I, I haven't, I, I've never felt it until this year. I feel a little bit now. Not marriage, but like at least find somebody who you know that you like enough to start dating it's like i'm on the road so much i'm so busy it's It's like i don't go out i don't meet any i don't really meet that many people um so i don't really feel it but i i kind of do maybe i don't know is that because of your like family is that seeing your friends is that just 
I think it's just realizing that I'm getting older. And I, I feel like I feel like when I hit 25 and 26, like it was the first time where I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're kind of you're getting older. You online date? No, I do not. No, I got an app once. Scrolled through it for five minutes. I'm like, I what? hate my life. I'm deleting this. <laughs> why? Why do you hate yourself for using an online dating app? I don't get that. Just because the people. I mean, I'm in LA, and it was an app called Raya. Oh yeah, and oh, famous people dating app. Pretty much, yeah. I, I'm on that. I just they actually just billed me for thirty dollars a year again. That was another reason. I'm Those. like, you're charging me to I, meet terrible people. <laughs> yeah, I went on one day from that Raya. I'm been on Tinder. That's where I live. Okay, I've heard some horror stories from Tinder, so I have avoided that i mean like you're kind of a person of note like people know you so yeah naturally people are going to know who you are so it's a little bit uncomfortable but yeah, I, I don't like, know. what are you going to do i like, feel like put I a can, bag over your face i feel like when the time is right i'll meet somebody in person i don't need an app to help me yeah but know. whoa oh, too good no, for the app life it's I'm not kidding. like that it's not like that are you not open to love you gotta yeah, be open course. to it of course i mean i think i don't know no you mentally you really gotta no, be I prepared for it i think i am it's like i i'd say that i want to meet somebody but then it's like you know but then I'm so obsessed with my job and making music that it's like I don't even know if I'm in the in in the in the right mindset right now to have a girl. I, I told you I don't know what the hell I want I when it. it comes to it. Well, I can, that's as honest as I could be. I don't know what I want. You're gonna need some inspiration for the next body of work. I know. I think the next body of work is gonna be a lot more fun songs. Fun songs. I'm gonna take it easy a little bit on on the sad songs. Huh? What's the uh, what is this Polaroid on the front? That's a picture of my parents studying together in college. Oh wow! That was just a little jam I threw in there. Look at that! Just kind of like it's it's on the top, yeah. And so it kind of just reminds me, like throughout all this bullshit and all this stuff that you're going through, like just remember, like big picture, you know, like but, that's what that's what you're striving for. But what is the big picture? Having somebody you're you're happy with for the rest of your life? Everything yeah. is tied to a relationship here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, music is most of the songs that are out are about relationships, but um, yeah, that's that's the big picture. That's that's my end goal to have. A wife that I love and she loves me and we have a great family and I'm retired after, you know, 20 years of being in the music industry and killing it and we could just travel the world together and then have kids and then have a great life. That's that's the end goal. And so I look at my parents as like a kind of like that's that's what I want that one day. Beautiful. Thank you. Shout out to mom and dad. People should want to be a part of this journey with you. Oh, thank you. Well, there's now. No, why is the back cover? Why is everything broken and falling apart? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. There's no, a lot. It's, it's just symbolization is it's symbolization. Um, symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah, symbolization is not a word, right? No. <laughs> symbolismization. <laughs> it's just symbolismization. And, uh, uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you know, it just it just shows that you know what is what could have been. You know, the front is all together. The back are broken cassette tapes. A, a ring out of the thing. If you zoom into the ring really closely mm-hmm. nobody has probably seen this because instagram compresses everything the guy who <laughs> designed it put never mind inside the ring <laughs> like engraved in the ring That's dark. and i didn't even catch it until like days later i'm like what's in the ring and he's like it says never mind scrolling <laughs> i'm like wow that's very clever but nobody's gonna see it no, but now can you see it on there people will look no i'm yeah. zoomed in as much I think, as i can go and i can't see it i think every be- every version of the 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 picture is too compressed online you'll never yeah. be able to see it to but, be fair, Dan is not wearing his glasses, and he can't. It's not, it's not that. In. Oh, do you? Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's not that. It's really it's small. really tiny. He made it that small on purpose, I think. He's just like, that's just a gem for us. But now it's for everybody. Now everybody can go try to try to go look for it. Rub the gem. Yeah. Jake Miller, you got a tour coming up too, dude. I do. Oh, you have another question? I wonder, yeah, this is maybe a little related. Mm-hmm. You hang out with Colton Underwood a lot. <laughs> 
Not, oh. not a lot, but I have hung oh. out with him recently. Not a lot. Every day I'm going on Instagram and I'm it's seeing been the two like of you two working days. out. It's been two days. two days. And now that he's like public with his girl, I'm, he's hanging with her a lot. And so I'm kind of just like, all right, I'm going I'm to let them live for a little bit. But he just moved like down the street. So that's why oh. he te- I've known him for a while. I, kn- I met him through Simone Biles a long time ago that's right. when I was hanging with Simone because he was dating her friend at the time. But I've known him for like three years before any Bachelor things were happening. And so he just moved here from Colorado, I think. And he's like, yeah, I just moved down the street. He's like, he's like, what are you doing tonight? We're, we're watching The Bachelor. <laughs> if you want to come over, I'm going to be live tweeting. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come over. And so, and then he introduced me to his roommate who owns this huge gym that I go to every day. So, and it's amazing. So, yeah. Jeez. So, would really you cool ever dudes. be The Bachelor? You should, yeah, it's a good idea. No. Was, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Not. Dude, you could be great. No offense to people on the show, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think that would take away all credibility as okay. as a musician. You're right. People wouldn't ever look at me about my music. People would just know me as the bachelor, and and that's fine. But I mean, music is everything to me. Yeah, you. I, I don't. This. I don't. I would. I would rather you know. I would rather never have somebody than give up music forever. Let us find you a date. Seriously, I'll hook you up. I got okay. I got a great you got ki- friends? I got a great network of people, both right. privately and publicly, that I'm sure would love to just uh, grab dinner. Just <laughs> see where it. it goes. All right, cool. Right Sounds here good. on the show. All right, right here. Yeah. Like, just eating right here. I'm not kidding. No, no. I mean, we, maybe we'll, we'll set up a little table for you outside of the studio. Dan okay. can wait on you. He'll put a bow tie on. Oh, I'd love that. I'll be your waiter. But I'll give you twenty percent. Twenty percent tip. Don't be cheap. That's uh, a good tip. That's uh, like an average tip. Twenty percent is great tip. Yeah. I was even going to offer to pay for the dinner, but I don't need to. You could pay for it. Okay, you I got, got you. You got things. I got you. I saw that car. <laughs> I think this could be something. What? We'll we'll get you. We'll hook you up on dates. I don't know if I even want that right now, uh, Zach. I don't know. I don't know uh, what I want. Uh, just like uh, the right, the right girls. All right, give me a chance. All right, I'll give you a chance. Are you done over there? Yeah, I think I got there. I want to dive into this tour. Yes, because it's a big one, man. You're going yes. on tour with Logan Henderson, who, by the way, is like roaming around the studio. Yes, he's here in bright orange, looking fabulous. He always looks fresh. But but this tour is a special one. Obviously, you're working genuine pieces of art from you. Yeah. When we talk about routing of this bad boy, you've been on the road constantly for a very long time. Yeah. Are we hitting new cities? Are we hitting the same cities? What are we These doing? are like major markets. These are, um, oh. yeah, these are like 21 of some of my best markets. And um, Fancy I have, fans. Yeah, I have Logan coming with me. and He's coming in here. Yeah, I think he's coming in. But um, yeah, man, I'm just so excited to get out there and play this new music because that's, that's why I make the music so that I could be on stage and play it. Like That's the end goal for me. I'm never like a better version of myself than when I'm on stage. So just like the thought of playing these songs, I told you, like playing Skinny Dip, that gives me the chills. Do you miss like the the hood Jake Miller? The you hood know, Jake you, Miller? You know, Who's the that? oversized shirts. You what? used to be like more rapper. <laughs> no, I don't I remember miss that. meeting you and I think you wore sunglasses inside. You mean when I had terrible style six years ago? <laughs> yeah, I really miss that. <laughs> I miss when I had the worst haircut ever. <laughs> just this Florida dude. For sure. Where are you from, like Boca? Uh, Weston. Okay. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes from Boca. Yeah. Like the Hollywood, Florida area. No? Not really. Fort Lauderdale? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know those people. <laughs> oh. I go to Are Boomers. you stereotyping us? No, no, no. I go, you go to, to what? I, I've been to Boomers. I go to Movie Co. <laughs> to Boomers. 
yeah, dude. I'm freaking cool in that area. People like me. Damn, dude. Yeah, my roots you're the run boomers deep. Guy. That's right. I don't think I've ever been to Boomers. Oh, uh, you're missing out. Uh, maybe. You're too busy being this cool rapper, Jake Miller. You know, pants a little bit too big, shirt a couple sizes too big. That's never true. I never wore shirts or pants too big for me. Can we pull up? I did up- have bad style, but pull up one picture where my pants are too big. Old pictures. Where's Logan? <laughs> I don't know. Do you, does it bother you when like fans will tweet you and say, Jake, I love your music, but I want you to rap again? You um, ask this question every time. Because every it's time he doesn't rap, question. because, but I, I was reading comments today and a lot of people are saying, I love it, but where's the rap? Those are just like the old school fans who found me when I first started. And it's like, let me live. Let me make <laughs> the music that I want to make. Man, like, I don't like rapping anymore. I'm sorry. Like, it'll never be like that again. Like, maybe one day, probably not, but I, you know. I'm trying to balance what I love and what's popular in 2019. And I just have came to the realization that, you know, when I rap, I don't like it. I don't like making music as much when I rap. So um, to those people who are listening, I'm sorry. I really am. I hope I hope you can learn to love my new style of music. It's really not that new. I've been singing for like five years now. But um, I appreciate that you like the old school stuff, too. Okay, guys, this is the closest picture I could find of old school Jake. Is this you? Dude. That's me. It's not too baggy. Come on. About? I mean, it's not baggy, but it's like that's it's, a that's a that rock, fitted shirt. That watch is camo big. Pant. Yeah, that's that's a oversized watch for sure. That was a Nixon. That, I got it at a uh, PacSun, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like PacSun? <laughs> I love PacSun. <laughs> I think it's a good look. Will you ever rap again? I don't know. Maybe. I can't ever say that I'm never going to do something again. You know, do you times rap, change. Things change. Do you rap for yourself? I rap for the fans. You when, you, when you hear me rap on a record, it's to please those hardcore OG fans. You, it's never for me. Do you rap privately to yourself yes, just to make drunk, sure that— all the time. Really? All the time. That's your party skill? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I can't do it when I'm, when I'm not drunk. You need to be intoxicated to rap. To freestyle. Oh. To freestyle, yeah. What, that like it unlocks a part of your brain that teaches you how to rhyme? For sure. Oh. For sure. I'm a rapper, so <laughs> I don't have those problems. Where's Logan? This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.